the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. BC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Xi Jinping recently tightened his grip on China with his historic re-election as president. But author and China expert Gordon Shang believes not all is well in that communist country. But even then, it was clear that the party was starting to lose control of society. And we saw that with the extraordinary protests at the Apple iPhone plant. It's run by Foxconn, which is a Taiwanese contractor. And that last month, workers were um, screaming out of that place, scrambling over fences, running through fields to escape. And that was a sign that there were real problems in society. Chang says he expects more protests by citizens against Xi and against the Communist Party. He spoke to the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN News. Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya. David Wheaton. Here I just won the Grand Slam Cup. This is the biggest win of my career. There were 14,000 people there that day in that indoor stadium in Munich. And I distinctly remember looking up and thinking, wow, the stands had just emptied out. That tournament started a process of of soul-searching in my life. Streaming on Apple Podcasts and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, inside your 1 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for Narn Radio with Brad Carlson. For right now, your weather forecast. High of 31, sunny, low tonight, 23, increasing clouds into your Monday. Mostly cloudy with a high of 27. Get yourself in position to beg your quarry with the Hunter's Forecast Thursdays mornings at 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. plus 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Courtesy of Stock and Barrel, Minnesota's premier shooting range with two locations in Chanhassen and Egan. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag Narn Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in as we are the first Sunday of December. Yeah, the beginning of the final month of 2022. Uh, you know, where where are all these years going? This, this is absolutely unbelievable. It seems like, uh, you know, and I guess this is a function of age, that one year in uh, a person's uh, lifetime, uh, me, I'm 53 years old, one year is uh, like what? Two percent of my life, I guess. So stands to reason that it seems like it's going that much faster. My gosh, I it, it's been a blur. I mean, so I saw I saw the other day someone said, "How could it be almost twenty twenty three? I'm still trying to process twenty <laughs> twenty, everything that went on in that year." But I I, I feel that in some ways. But uh, yeah, the beginning of the final month, a lot uh, to come, a lot to get to. This final month of the year, and certainly a lot of things coming up in 2023, some exciting things that, uh, well, you just have to stay tuned to your various Salem radio networks, that's for certain. 
But I'm going to uh, – a lot of news uh, to, to get to this week. Uh, I I said on my uh, post promoting today's show uh, at BrackCarlson.org that I could use a third hour. I could probably fill four hours today, literally fill four hours today. I've got a lot of material that I want to get to that I guarantee I probably won't get to. But if I keep yammering on here about nonsense, I'm definitely not going to get to it. So why don't we move forward, shall we? Uh, the first hour, I'm going to talk about some national news stories, and then the second hour, I'm going to cover some more local stuff. So it's kind of how I'm going to divide up today's show. But obviously, the big news story from this past week has to do with the continuing uh, saga regarding Elon Musk acquiring Twitter and some of the overhaul he's making there. And you can tell, it, it's it's a pretty big tell by who's most upset about this particular takeover. It's the progressive journalists, right? Because they know they no longer have a stranglehold on one of the biggest social media platforms out there. And that, that to me, is, is, is pretty telling. Because we saw how Twitter operated under the previous regime when Jack Dorsey was CEO. It was a leftist bent. And, and conservatives were censored far more than were leftists, progressives. I mean, a sitting president of the United States had his Twitter account nuked, whereas uh, the uh, Iranian leader Khomeini and former Iranian President Ahmadinejad, as well as the Chinese Communist Party, they were allowed to tweet uh, to their heart's desire. But a sitting president of the United States i.e. Donald Trump, he was nuked shortly after the uh, events of January 6, 2021. Granted, he was only going to be a president for another week and a half, but he was still technically president of the United States. And the one thing that I had brought up by conservatives who were very frustrated by Twitter's, you know, just arbitrary uh, content moderation was, wow, we, we need to we, we, we need to get uh, we need to rein in big tech. You know, and they were and conservatives, and this 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 is what was frustrating to me. Conservatives were all too willing to entertain sitting elected officials' uh, ideas for going after big tech. And I said at the time, that's a mistake. Yeah, it's frustrating, and that they basically get to uh, determine who gets to say what, but that. That is the function of a private company, and it is a private company. And you even had the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, suggesting that they need to get rid of Section 230. Now, if you're not familiar with Section 230, basically it allows a private platform to, you know, well, I'll just um, I'll just read it, uh, read it for not verbatim, but key excerpts of it. Uh, Section 230 says that no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. In other words, Twitter was a platform protected by Section 230. So therefore, if, oh, I don't know, let's just uh, let's just throw out a complete hypothetical here. The New York Post. Suppose the New York Post put out a story that turned out to be false and turned out to even slander somebody, libel somebody in their story. People who shared that on uh, Twitter or the fact that Twitter allowed that story to be shared on their platform, Twitter would not be held liable for that because they're a platform protected by Section 230. But if you remove Section 230, all of a sudden, Twitter would be treated as a publisher. And therefore, they would be responsible for things that would get on to their site. It's kind of like newspapers. Newspapers are publishers. Therefore, newspapers have a much uh, higher threshold to meet in order to allow content onto their medium. But that's why people got so upset with Twitter. You know, Twitter saying, well, we have a standard that we have to... Uh, we have to uphold. And it's like, well, okay, then you're really not about free speech. Now, I'm not talking about First Amendment protections. First Amendment protections, something totally different. Okay, First Amendment 
means that the government can't come in and regulate your speech. Okay, they can't do it. Whereas a private business, you know, they can do what they want. But if they are coming with this mindset of we're going to uphold the virtues of free speech, you know, the spirit of the First Amendment, even though, you know, that's a, that has to do with government regulating speech, but we're going to maintain that spirit of people, you know, just mass communication where people can reach other instant, each other instantly from anywhere, literally anywhere in the world. Okay, but if that's your standard, but then your terms of service seemed very arbitrarily enforced and again seemed enforced more against conservatives. And that's where people were bringing this up. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why? You're, this doesn't even make any sense. Why, why would you not allow this particular commentary? And it's kind of the old virtue. The way to defeat objectionable speech, dare say I even factually dubious speech, is not by nuking it. It's by more speech. By providing more credible outlets to speak out against it. You know, that that would seem to be the best way, but Twitter didn't operate that way. So in comes Elon Musk, who says, you know, this this just seems to be uh, the the enforcement process of your terms of service. It, it doesn't seem to be very consistent. And Elon Musk came in with the original intent of Twitter back when Twitter first went online. I think it was like 2006, I believe. The original intent was to have it be kind of the beacon of free speech, a paragon of free speech, if you will, where, you know, we're not going to engage in thought police or speech controls. You know, we, we, we feel like that is healthy for a representative republic is to have open discourse. And so that was the mindset in which uh, Elon Musk operated. And he even went so far as to say, look, we're, we're going, what we're going to do now is, uh, well, let me see. He put up a poll. Um, see if I can find it here. Uh, Elon Musk put up a poll recently indicating, you know, should we provide, yeah, here it is. Here's the poll. Should Twitter offer a general amnesty to suspended accounts provided that they have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. Because, again, that was the initial motivation for Twitter's content moderation. It's like, you know, come one, come all. But then it got to the point where there was spam, there was financial fraudsters, and it's like, okay, you know, we should kind of draw a line here. And so that was kind of their policy, egregious spam. And... Elon just threw this out there. You know, he's the C- he's the new CEO of the company. You can say, well, putting it out to the users to decide that just that that just doesn't seem to be smart business. Well, it's his business. And this is how he chooses to run it because if you're going to have millions upon millions of people use this, shouldn't they have some say in how content is put forth and disseminated? So overwhelmingly, 72% said, yeah, Twitter should offer a general amnesty to suspended accounts, provided that they have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. 72.5% said, yeah. And there were over 3 million votes cast in this poll. So Elon Musk said, okay, people have spoken. We're going to start lifting the ban on some of these on these suspended accounts, including the most high profile ban reversal was of Donald Trump. Now, the president has not the former president has not tweeted since Elon Musk uh, decided to lift his suspension. I guess he thinks he can have more effect at his at his own social media site, Truth Social, which I have not joined and have no interest in joining. And given some of the maniacal rantings that Trump has put forth there recently, not really interested in seeing what he has to say, right? Uh, and it, it, this is just kind of an aside. It's amazing to me how people cheered Trump's suspension, yet they continually go over to Truth Social and do screenshots of what he's saying over there and then disseminate it on Twitter. It's like, wait a minute. 
why, why you were cheering his suspension on Twitter, yet you seem to be real eager for people at Twitter to see what to, to, to see what he's saying. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Again, that's an aside. But as you can expect, uh, Progs are losing their marbles uh, over that particular decision, as well as an editorial decision that Musk uh, put forth. And uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And we'll also be available to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And we also have our live stream up and running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there. Leave a comment or question there as well. And we'll be back in mere moments. Brad Carlson, the closer on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. When you can't stop, <coughs> there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your... <coughs> so you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Koharski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and pregnancy help. Babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists. It really does. And Pro-Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Did you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small. Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance, if you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic located in Ridgefield off 494 and 35W. We're here to provide you with another solution outside of those medication shots and surgeries that you've already tried. Like many of my patients, you're probably still suffering, if not even more. If this is crippling your life, where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if you worry about whether you can even walk around your neighborhood, call us now to figure out what we can do differently for you. We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Stop suffering and call us today at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot, intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Hey, welcome back. AM 12A to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. You can also check us out at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Where we do have the live stream up and running, so leave a comment or question there if you so desire. Continuing to talk about the uh, editorial decisions being made by the new regime at Twitter, we talked specifically about how uh, Elon Musk kind of put out an informal poll 
offering general amnesty to suspended accounts, provided that they have not broken the law or engaged in egregious spam. Overwhelmingly, 72% of the 3 million-plus voters voted yes. So uh, the amnesty begun uh, began at the end of November, just uh, just late last or early last week, I believe, uh, including the uh, president of the United States. Well, the president, I think, uh, former president of the United States, I should say, Donald Trump, he was reinstated before this particular poll, uh, but has not tweeted. Well, now uh, CNN talks about an editorial decision where the Twitter COVID misinform- uh, misinformation policy is uh, no longer going to be enforced. Again, this is from CNN.com. Twitter said it will no longer enforce its longstanding COVID misinformation policy. Yet another sign of how Elon Musk plans to transform the social media company he bought a month ago. In 2020, Twitter developed an extensive set of rules that sought to prohibit harmful misinformation. You mean like um, vaccines will prevent you from getting infected? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. That was government... uh, uh, health officials, apparently they're exempt from misinformation. Silly me, silly me. Uh, in 2020, Twitter, Twitter developed an extensive set of rules that sought to prohibit harmful misinformation about the virus and its vaccines. Between January 2020 and September 2022, Twitter suspended more than 11,000 accounts for breaking COVID misinformation rules and removed almost 100,000 pieces of content that violated those rules, according to statistics published by Twitter. The policy received a claim from medical professionals in advisory to technology platforms. U.S. Surgeon General uh, Dr. Vivek Murthy cited Twitter's rules as an example of what companies should do to combat misinformation. Twitter did not appear to formally announce the rule change. Instead, some Twitter users Monday night spotted a note added to the page on Twitter's website that outlines its COVID policy. Effective November 23, 2022, Twitter is no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misleading information policy, the note read. So the obvious question I have is who gets to decide what is misinformation? Is it someone like Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Health? He who said initially that don't bother with masks, masks don't work, and later Admitted, well, yeah, I only said that because I didn't want people to go out and hoard masks that would normally be reserved for our frontline workers or medical professionals. That, that's why I said it. So, so I, I, he lied for the common good. So it's misinformation for the common good, apparently. Or how Dr. Rochelle Walensky, head of the CDC, came out and said that if you go out, if you get, when the vaccines kind of became available to the general public in early 2021 said if you get vaccinated, hey, get vaccinated because this will prevent you from getting infected. And then within a matter of a couple of months, all of a sudden people were starting to experience breakthrough infections like, oh, my God, what is going on? I got vaccinated and yet I'm still getting COVID. What, what, what's going on here? Well, it turns out the efficacy is only a finite amount of time. Yet that was misinformation. Or, or is it science evolving? The science evolved. You know, it, the the biggest spreaders of misinformation is is government officials. And yet they still get to stay on the, the platform and keep their blue check mark without having to pay the $8 a month that <laughs> Elon is now charging for that privilege. But here was something that was really telling. A, a gentleman by the name of uh, Jeremy Conendike, who once worked as the COVID lead in the Joe Biden administration, Uh, He reacted to the CNN article, uh, again, CNN posted on their own Twitter account, saying that Twitter said it would no longer enforce its longstanding COVID misinformation policy, yet another sign of how Elon Musk plans to transform the social media company he bought. This Jeremy Conendike replies with, huh, well, farewell to Twitter's health care ad revenue. Let me read that again. In response to CNN reporting that Twitter will no longer enforce the longstanding COVID misinformation policy, this Jeremy Conendike, former official in the Biden administration dealing with COVID, replies with, well, farewell to Twitter's health care ad revenue. Does anybody else find that phrasing interesting? It's almost as if 
this person is implying that medical companies, pharmaceutical companies, whomever else, will advertise so long as the approved narrative is pushed. Because Pfizer has no, Pfizer, Moderna, whomever, Johnson Johnson, they have no incentive to say, well, you know, the vaccine, it's, it's, it's not really a vaccine. It's, it's basically a therapeutic. It'll prevent, it won't necessarily prevent you from getting COVID, but the odds are greater you won't get COVID if you get this. But even if you do, the symptoms will be mild. You know what? To me, that's a perfectly acceptable trait of the vaccine. I mean, I, I got the jab in uh, April and May of 2021. I got both shots of, uh, of Pfizer and then got boosted at the end of 2021. And had you told me this will reduce significantly your chances of getting COVID, and if you happen to get it, a breakthrough case, it'll be much, the symptoms will be much milder than if someone gets COVID and they're unvaccinated. Because that bore out. You remember the Delta variant? That, came, that happened in the summer of 2021 or maybe, uh, yeah, summer of 2021. That was truly the pandemic of the unvaccinated. The vast majority of people who got the Delta variant were, were vaccinated or unvaccinated, I should say. And those who got the Delta variant while vaxxed, the symptoms were much less severe. And, and, and had you touted it that way, that would have been acceptable to me. But, but the fact that the head of the CDC says definitively, well, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get that. You won't. You won't get the virus. Turned out to be false. But as far as I know, Rochelle Walensky is still allowed to be on Twitter. So, again, this idea that Twitter health care ad revenue is tied to the proper narratives being pushed. Uh, that, that you know, and again, I don't know if he meant to to imply that, but it's sh- it sure that's um, sure as heck how it came across. I mean, it's as if these medical, pro- you know, these uh, companies who manufacture and sell medical products They'd be more inclined to buy ad space on Twitter if the site's predominant users put forth information, ideas, or rumors that aid in selling companies' products. Hmm, if only there was a word for such a concept. Yeah, it's called propaganda. Just kind of a tip there. Uh, so, yeah, as you might expect, and uh, let's see, Spencer, I'm going to have some sound bites for you. Uh, yeah, kind of number one. This is from a White House uh, press briefing last week. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, and this is about a minute and a half long, so she was asked by a member of the press corps, uh, hey, uh, what are you doing about the Twitter suspending their COVID misinformation policy? Uh, what are you, Biden administration, executive branch of the government, uh, doing about this? Uh, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre, cut number one. A question about Twitter. Um, you know, there's a researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently monitoring. occurring. And uh, we see, you Government know, we see it monitoring. with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting and just 
for, for ourselves what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, but again, social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms uh, from being used by any user uh, to incite violence, especially violence uh, directed at individual communities, as we have been seeing. And the president has been very clear on calling uh, that out. He'll continue to do that. Uh, and we're going to continue to monitor the situation. Go ahead. Anybody uh, else find that creepy? A representative of the executive branch of our government is saying we are keeping an eye on this and they have a responsibility to root out this hate speech. And if they don't meet that responsibility, you claim that they have, then what? Then what? I have a feeling we're going to find out here. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget, we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Check us out there as well. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Don't get left out in the cold. Slow start to no start. Full-service battery has you covered this winter. From your SUV to your UTV, plow truck to snowmobile, full-service battery has the right product at the right price. They have batteries in stock, so stop by or look them up today at FullServiceBattery.com. Don't get left out in the cold this winter. Go to FullServiceBattery.com. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. At AM1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. Hewitt, Pence, GOP frontrunner. You know, Mr. Vice President, do you think those who oppose him, should they get together and organize beforehand to avoid the, the serial knockoffs that the former president is so good at? I mean, he's very good at this. Uh, look, the American people love competition, Hugh. You know, I have great confidence in Republican primary voters that we're going to sort out who should be the standard bearer of our party in the days ahead. I'm confident that uh, uh, Republican voters around the country are going to choose a leader that's going to lead our nation back to the policies and uh, and kind of leadership that'll that'll bring this nation to even greater heights than ever before. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Tennessee. 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 Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Tennessee. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Tennessee. Lord, I really been real stressed. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. It's free for you to check us out there as well. We also have a comment thread where you can leave a comment or a question. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. And if you're listening via the podcast because you couldn't listen live, hey, we appreciate however you listen to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, continuing to talk Twitter, 
Uh, we ended the last segment with uh, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre basically saying that the Biden administration is keeping an eye on what Elon Musk is doing. Does anybody sound that that sound, think that that sounds kind of creepy, rather Orwellian? Big Brother is watching. You have responsibility. You know, root out hate speech. Well, who gets to define hate speech? Biden administration says if you call a biological woman a woman, even though that woman chooses to identify as a man, they consider that hate speech. So uh, I guess it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder. So uh, to continue with the theme of elected officials, all of a sudden uh, gnashing of teeth over someone that they don't like, uh, it, uh, running a a platform. And this is just this is very telling. Here we have to preserve democracy by essentially undermining a paragon of democracy, which is free speech. You know, and none bigger than Massachusetts Senator uh, Elizabeth Focahannis Warren. This is a uh, cut number two. So um, I forget uh, the Fox News uh, journalist name. Track down. Senator Warren in the halls of the Senate building, I believe, and asked her about uh, Elon Musk and his uh, having taken over Twitter. Uh, Obviously, I don't Senator Warren, to to put it mildly, probably has some personal animosity toward Elon Musk to begin with, because Senator Warren specifically called out Elon Musk for not paying income taxes, whereas uh, Elon Musk, I forget what year it was, paid in a record tax bill. I think his tax bill was like $11 billion. But Elizabeth Warren was saying, well, he doesn't pay any income taxes. Well, um, because typically CEOs don't take a salary. They don't take income. So hence, there's no income to pay taxes on. But typically, their compensation comes in the form of stock options, which Elon Musk took stock options from Tesla because his company was doing so well. The stock options were worth more than any salary that he could command. And so when he cashed in his stock options, he had to pay a massive tax bill, which I think it was 2018, 2019. I forget which year it was, but it was like came to like $11 billion. And basically Elon Musk, and this was like a year or two ago, he replied to Senator Warren's allegation that he didn't pay taxes. You know, you basically said, you remind me of, uh, like, my neighbor's mothers who used to scream at kids for no reason. You know, please don't yell at me, Senator Karen, something along those lines. So uh, Senator Warren probably has some personal animosity toward Elon Musk to begin with. So uh, keep that in mind when you hear her talk in this clip. Uh, This is, again, cut number two. A Fox News reporter tracks her down in the hallway asking her about Elon Musk's involvement with Twitter. Republicans say that um, Democrats are picking on Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing just fine. But do you think that users have a right to freedom of speech, even if what they're saying is wrong or offensive? I think that one human being should not decide how millions of people communicate with each other. One human being should not be able to go into a dark room by himself and decide, oh, that person gets heard from, that person doesn't. That's not how it should work. Republicans say... Really? So where was that uh, line of thinking under the previous regime, Focahontas? Why why wasn't that? Why weren't those chanting points emitted under the Jack Dorsey uh, leadership? Particularly when their content moderation was again a lot more arbitrary and a lot more slanted toward conservative thought. In fact, I'll get to Matt Taibbi in a little bit. Matt Taibbi, former uh, writer for the Rolling Stone. So certainly no conservative stooge, that is for certain. Uh, He was given access to the uh, memos, Twitter files, internal documents, whatever, and put out a massive Twitter thread on Friday basically talking about how, confirming what many of us suspected, that the content moderation was more heavily slanted toward silencing conservative thought. And it's really no surprise. You think about it, when you talk about the employees at Twitter and their campaign contributions, I mean, go down the list, 2018, 96.4% of campaign contributions went to Democrats. In 2020, it was 98.47. In 2022, 
99.7% of campaign contributions went to Democrats as opposed to Republicans. So there was an obvious bias there when they were enforcing their terms of service. So if Elizabeth Warren was consistent, (laughs) I slay me, I slay me. But if she were consistent, she would have said, huh, an awful lot of conservative thought being silenced over there. I don't think that's fair where just a handful of people can get together and say, you know what? We're, 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 we're of the Democrat bent, so we'll let Democrats say what they want, carte blanche, but conservatives, you know, we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll silence them. Uh, obviously, Focahontas wasn't motivated to do that under the Jack Dorsey leadership because, well, it benefited her side. I mean, let's, let's just be perfectly frank about it. And uh, Elon Musk, he's making it would be one thing if he were making decisions against the left the way the previous regime was making decisions against the right. But he hasn't done that. They're trying to prop it up as, as he's being done that. But he, he suspended some accounts that were basically spamming the platform. And he's enforcing the terms of service saying, hey, if you delete this this tweet, your account will be reinstated. Whereas sometimes under the old regime, they would nuke conservative accounts without explanation. Never given an explanation. So I bring up Matt uh, Taibbi. Former Rolling Stone writer, again, he laid out a lot of uh, information about how the previous regime operated. And he specifically addressed the Hunter Biden laptop saga. You remember that? October of 2020, just a a couple of weeks before the uh, election, the presidential election, The New York Post, a reputable newspaper that has been around literally for two and a half centuries, almost not two and a quarter centuries, 1801, so 220 years. They published a story about a laptop that was owned by Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Joe Biden, of course, the Democrat candidate for president in 2020. Now, obviously, the elected president. And. The story went that this laptop was left in a Delaware repair shop, never picked up. And the owner of the shop, employee, whoever he was, looked at it and, you know, because it basically becomes a shop's property if it's left there unclaimed for so long. He looked at it and realized that there was something nefarious there and turned it over. I think if, if I remember right, turned it over to the FBI. The FBI eventually got their hands on it. And went over it, and then the New York Post came out with a story about what it contained. Now, there's a serious gaslighting campaign going on in the aftermath of Matt Taibbi's Twitter thread. And the gaslighting campaign is simply, well, these these creepy conservative Republicans, you know, they 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 just want to authenticate a story that uh, it's revenge porn. You know, they just want to disseminate pictures of Hunter Biden's <clears throat> junk. Because there were a lot of, I guess, nudie pictures of Hunter Biden doing crack. Okay, serious gaslighting campaign going on. They want to try to deflect from the fact that also on the laptop contained copies of emails, which were later authenticated, about Hunter's business dealings overseas, whether it was with uh, Ukraine, and selling access to his father, Joe Biden, who was then the vice president of the United States. However you slice it, that's a story. When a presidential candidate is complicit after the fact or actively complicit, who's to say? Let's just I'll just grant you that Joe Biden had no idea he was being used as a pawn by his son to be introduced to his foreign business allies. I'll just grant you Joe Biden had no idea about it. He would still be complicit after the fact. Potentially, not legally, but if enough voters knew about that, would it have changed their mind? Because Trump only lost by a handful of votes in five key swing states. And would they have enough people have changed their minds to change their votes? I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical of that because Trump was severely damaged as an incumbent president. So I don't know if it would have made much of a difference, but it would have had an impact. And anyway, you slice it, it's a legit story when a major party presidential candidate 
his son is trying to sell access to him while this major party presidential candidate was vice president. I'm sorry, that's a story. And yet the gaslighting campaign goes on to say, well, you know, this this was all just revenge porn by the, by the Republicans. This had nothing to do with Joe Biden. Well, yeah, it did, because you're, you're, you're completely clouding over the fact that there were emails. And Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobulinski, came out, uh, I think it was the night of the final presidential debate, and said, this is what happened. This is what's going on. You see this uh, 10% for the big guy? Okay. that's jo- The big guy refers to Joe Biden. Uh, but Twitter blocked the story. They blocked anybody. They blocked the New York Post from sharing the story from their newspaper. They locked the New York Post out of their Twitter account. Anybody who tried to share a link to the story had their account nuked because they said it was from hacked materials. And according to their terms of service, our hacked material policy states, we don't permit the use of our services to directly distribute content obtained through hacking that contains private information, may put people in physical harm or danger, or contains trade secrets. Okay, that's a reasonable policy, except except there was no evidence that this stuff was hacked. The New York Post very clearly indicated how they got their hands on this material. And it wasn't through hacking. And that narrative quickly fell apart. Nevertheless, they went ahead and made the decision as if it were hacked material. And uh, I'll uh, I'll take the rest of the hour to go through the thread on uh, how they came to that decision and how they stuck with it. Again, Matt Taibbi, of, uh, formerly of Rolling Stone magazine, terrific job laying this out. Brad Carlson, The Closer, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. One final segment coming up this hour. Go nowhere. Twelve eighty, the Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM twelve eighty, the Patriot at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance, and you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, this is Tim O. from the Kingdom Builders Roofers. You know, we've had an incredible year, probably one of our busiest, and it's been awesome to meet countless Salem radio listeners in our travels across the greater metro area. We've had the opportunity to help many of you with your insurance claims after the hailstorms that came through our area. But unlike some roofing contractors, we work on more than just hail damage roofs. We're happy to help you with any concerns you have with your roofing, gutters, and siding. In fact, we continue to get requests for no-obligation roof and gutter inspections to the point that we're now scheduling roofs for the first thing in the spring when weather is warming and the shingles will seal down better. So, if you still have concerns or questions about your roof or you suspect you might have had some hail damage occur this year, it's never too late. Let us know how we can help. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com or call our office at 612-900-9166 and we'll get someone out there to take a look. After all, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help the station, and that is 
just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. One final segment this hour, 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. It's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, wrapping up this hour, talking about Twitter, uh, Elon Musk, and the uh, proverbial exploding heads of Prague journalists and elected officials like uh, because Elon Musk believes more speech, the, the more speech, the better. And the best way to combat objectionable speech is by more speech, not silence or nuking uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, that apparently has uh, some progressives uh, up in arms, rather telling the reaction. But uh, Matt Taibbi, again, he uh, formerly a journalist with Rolling Stone, again, Hardly a conservative stooge. He was given access to all of these uh, internal memos, documents, what have you, and put together a very comprehensive Twitter thread uh, regarding uh, Twitter and their terms of service and content moderation. And look, the uh, the it was open to both sides, conservatives and progressives, to uh, request certain content be taken down. Okay, they requested. Requested legally, you can't demand it if you're an elected official. You can't demand it, but it can be requested in the purview, and then it's the company's purview to whether to take down content or not. Okay, that was available to both sides, but Matt Taibbi said it was very clear that the left was the beneficiary of most of the decisions. So on October 14, 2020, the New York Post published Biden's secret emails and exposed an expose based on the contents of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Keyword there, abandoned laptop. It was a tangible laptop, not nothing technologically or digitally hacked, which was the excuse Twitter used to nuke the story. Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting warnings that it may be unsafe. They even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool hitherto reserved for extreme cases, e.g. child pornography. White House spokeswoman Kayleigh McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn, who seethed, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. This led public policy executive Carolyn Strom to send out a polite WTF query. Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms policy teams, who had little or less control over content moderation, and the safety trust teams. Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for uh, violation of the company's hack materials policy. Although several sources recalled hearing about a general warning from federal law enforcement that summer that summer about possible foreign hacks, there's no evidence that I've seen of any government involvement in the laptop story. In fact, that might have been the problem. The decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, with former head of legal policy and trust, uh, let me pronounce. Let me see if I can pronounce her name correctly. Vijaya Gotti, yeah, Vijaya Gotti, playing a key role. They just freelanced it, is how one former employee characterized the decision. Hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold. But no one had the guts to reverse it. Yeah, because they knew it would hit, hurt the Democratic candidate for president. Funny how that works. You can see the confusion in following the length, lengthy exchange, which ends up uh, including Gotti and former trust and safety chief Yoel Roth. Comms official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy for marking this as unsafe. By this point, quote, everyone knew this was effed, close quote. 
said one former employee, but the response was essentially to err on the side of continuing to err. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Yoel Roth said uh, the policy is, basis is hacked materials, though as discussed, this is an emerging situation where facts remain unclear. Given the severe risks and given the severe risks here, and lessons of 2016 were erring on the side of including a warning and preventing this content from being amplified. Okay, this this really stood out for me. Given the severe risks here and lessons of 2016, lessons of 2016, what were the lessons of 2016? That your preferred candidate lost? And you don't want that to happen again? I, what else are we supposed to, to, to glean from that? That's, that's insane. And so Vijaya Gotti, who, again, she was a part of Trust and Safety, Legal and Public Policy, asked, what is the warning that will come up? And Yoel Roth indicates, when you click the link, you'll see the generic UR, unsafe URL message. Not ideal, but it's the only thing we have. So they're basically saying everything they can without saying it, that, look, this could hurt Joe Biden, who obviously is the preferred candidate among Twitter employees, given the fact that, like, in 2020, 98% of political campaign contributions went to Democrats. So in reading all of this and what Matt Taibbi was able to glean from it, this was all to protect Joe Biden, clear and simple. And that's why you see the serious gaslighting campaign going on. You had all of these progressive journalists who were good buddies with Matt Taibbi, you know, uh, had them you know, quoted him constantly because he was part of that progressive rag, the Rolling Stone. And all of a sudden say, well, well, the way he, the, the way he's destroyed his career, bowing at the, to touch the hem of Elon Musk's garment, doing Elon Musk dirty work, just so conservatives can have their revenge porn. They're engaging in a serious gaslighting campaign. It has nothing to do with revenge porn. It has everything to do with them trying to silence a legitimate story which was documents showing that Hunter Biden was selling access to his father, the vice president of the United States, who happened to be running for president of the United States in 2020. And if anybody else tries to tell you that it's about revenge porn or junk pics, they're lying to you. And the gaslighting campaign is in full swing. So um, kudos to Matt Taibbi. Terrific thread. Go find it out there on Twitter. Uh, Definitely worth it. Uh, the time to read. Hour and a moment in the books. Hour number two coming back. Mere moments. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance. Radio Network. Back in a few. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over. When you can't stop, <coughs> there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your <coughs> so you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is a problem, markets are volatile, and the risk of running out of money in retirement is real. That's why I love annuities and you should too. Your financial advisor doesn't want you to know that with our annuity strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year, and when the stock market goes down, your annuity won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and you should only invest if you learn the facts, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to use safe, low-fee annuities to build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.